0: Suppose now that instead of 10 capitalists, there should be 100, 200, 500. Is it not evident that the condition of the whole population and above all, that of the proletaire, will be more and more improved? Is it not evident that, apart from every consideration of generosity, they would obtain more work and better pay for it? That they themselves will be in a better condition to form capitals? without being able to fix the limits of this ever-increasing facility of realizing equality and well-being? Would it not be madness in them to admit such doctrines, and to act in a way which would drain the source of wages, and paralyze the activity and stimulus of saving? Let them learn this lesson, then. Doubtless, capitals are good for those who possess them, who denies it, but they are also useful to those who have not yet been able to form them, And it is important, to those who have them not, that others should have them. Yes, if the proletaire knew their true interests, they would seek, with the greatest care, what circumstances are, and what are not, favorable to saying, in order to favor the former and to discourage the latter. They would sympathize with every measure which tends to the rapid formation of capitals, they would be enthusiastic promoters of peace liberty order security the union of classes and peoples economy moderation in public expenses simplicity in the machinery of government for it is under the sway of all these circumstances that saving does its work brings plenty within the reach of the masses invites those persons to become the formers of capital who were formerly under the necessity of borrowing upon hard conditions They would repel, with energy, the warlike spirit, which diverts from its, true course, so large a part of human labor, the monopolizing spirit, which deranges the equitable distribution of riches, in the way by which liberty alone can realize it. The multitude of public services, which attack our purses only to check our liberty, and in short, those subversive, hateful, thoughtless doctrines, which alarm capital, prevent its formation oblige it to flee, and finally to raise its price, to the especial disadvantage of the workers, who bring it into operation. Well, and in this respect, is not the revolution of February a hard lesson? Is it not evident that the insecurity it has thrown into the world of business on the one hand, and on the other the advancement of the fatal theories, to which I have alluded, and which, from the clubs, have almost penetrated into the regions of the legislature, have everywhere raised the rate of interest. Is it not evident that from that time the proletaire have found greater difficulty in procuring those materials, instruments, and provisions, without which labor is impossible? Is it not that which has caused stoppages, and do not stoppages, in their turn, lower wages? Thus there is a deficiency of labor to the proletaire from the same cause, which loads the objects they consume, with an increase of price, in consequence of the rise of interest. High interest, low wages, means, in other words, that the same article preserves its price, but that the part of the capitalist has invaded, without profiting himself, that of the workman. A friend of mine, commissioned to make inquiry into Parisian industry, has assured me that the manufacturers have revealed to him a very striking fact, which proves, better than any reasoning can, how much insecurity and uncertainty injure the formation of capital. It was remarked that during the most distressing period, the popular expenses of mere fancy had not diminished. The small theaters, the fighting lists, the public houses, and tobacco depots, were as much frequented as in prosperous times. In the inquiry, the operatives themselves explain this phenomenon thus. What is the use of pinching? Who knows what will happen to us? Who knows that interest will not be abolished? Who knows but that the state will become a universal and gratuitous lender, and that it will wish to annihilate all the fruits which we might expect from our savings? Well, I say that if such ideas could prevail during two single years, it would be enough to turn our beautiful France into a Turkey. Misery would become general and endemic, and most assuredly, the poor would be the first upon whom it would fall. Workmen, they talk to you a great deal upon the artificial organization of labor. Do you know why they do so? Because they are ignorant of the laws of its natural organization, that is, of the wonderful organization which results from liberty. You are told that liberty gives rise to what is called the radical antagonism of classes, that it creates and makes to clash two opposite interests, that of the capitalists and that of the proletaire. But we ought to begin by proving that this antagonism exists by a law of nature, and afterwards it would remain to be shown how far the arrangements of restraint are superior to those of liberty. For between liberty and restraint, I see no middle path. Again, it would remain to be proved that restraint would always operate to your advantage and to the prejudice of the rich. But no, this radical antagonism, this natural opposition of interests, does not exist. It is only an evil dream of perverted and intoxicated imaginations. No, a plan so defective has not proceeded from the divine mind. To affirm it, we must begin by denying the existence of God. And see how, by means of social laws, and because men exchange amongst themselves their labors and their productions, see what a harmonious tie attaches the classes one to the other. There are the landowners. What is their interest? That the soil be fertile and the sun beneficent. And what is the result? That corn abounds, that it falls in price, and the advantage turns to the profit of those who have no patrimony. There are the manufacturers. What is their constant thought? To perfect their labor, to increase the power of their machines, to procure for themselves, upon the best terms, the raw material. And to what does all this tend? To the abundance and the low price of produce. That is, that all the efforts of the manufacturers and without their suspecting it, result in a profit to the public consumer, of which each of you is one. It is the same with every profession. Well, the capitalists are not exempt from this law. They are very busy making schemes, economizing and turning them to their advantage. This is all very well, but the more they succeed, the more do they promote the abundance of capital and as a necessary consequence the reduction of interest now who is it that profits by the reduction of interest is it not the borrower first and finally the consumers of the things which the capitalists contribute to produce it is therefore certain that the final result of the efforts of each class is the common good of all You are told that capital tyrannizes over labor. I do not deny that each one endeavors to draw the greatest possible advantage from his situation. But, in this sense, he realizes only that which is possible. Now, it is never more possible for capitalists to tyrannize over labor than when they are scarce. For then, it is they who make the law. It is they who regulate the rate of sale. Never is this tyranny more impossible to them than when they are abundant. For, in that case, it is the labor which has the command. Away, then, with the jealousies of classes, ill-will, unfounded hatreds, unjust suspicions. These depraved passions injure those who nourish them in their hearts. This is no declamatory morality. It is a chain of causes and effects which is capable of being rigorously mathematically demonstrated it is not the less sublime in that it satisfies the intellect as well as the feelings i shall sum up this whole dissertation with these words workmen laborers proletaire destitute and suffering classes will you improve your condition you will not succeed by strife insurrection hatred, and error. But there are three things which cannot perfect the entire community without extending these benefits to yourselves. These things are peace, liberty, and security.